here we go. God's uh, really got some good things I think he wants to release tonight. Um, I said, Lord, are we supposed to blow shofars tonight or what's going on? And, and he said, no, you're the only trumpet trumpeting. I said, okay. So I'm going to trumpet tonight. And uh, just, just come along with me on this ride because I just want to rehearse some goodness. Just, I feel like there's so many good testimonies of healing that happened last year. I'll share what happened this weekend because it was good stuff, really cool stuff that the Lord does. But I did, then I just want to refocus because I feel like the Lord said, refocus, get your eyes on, on what I've called you to. Not that we're not doing what he's called us to, but I feel like there's some things that he wants to, to shift and change and move. And, and we're just going to align with him because if the, the best place to be is in alignment with the Father, right? And so I just... Really what I want to talk to you tonight about is a burning with what really matters. If we don't burn with what really matters, we're going to get off track. And we're going to get chasing things that we're not supposed to be chasing. And so I, f I feel like the Lord's got a word for us tonight on that. And uh, really, I just think about some of the conditions that the Lord, you know, and honestly, we'd have to start logging all the things because I think there's probably about... 35 things that people were healed from in, in the midst of us and all kinds of testimonies and uh, between heart conditions and, and people's um, backs and shoulders and atrophy and things going on with, you know, all kinds of structural, skeletal things that the Lord healed. And um, so I'm just praising God, but we're praying for more, right? And I'm going to testify to some things that happened this weekend that were just really... I felt like we're phenomenal. And only because, you know, the Lord is so good to us, and he wants to reveal himself to us. Um, so I just want to talk to you tonight about the things that really matter, burning with those things that really matter. And I, like I said, this weekend I went away, I got, got an opportunity. I preached at a conference two years ago, and I got invited down to Florida. <laughs> I hadn't heard from the lady since. She said, can I have your card? I gave her my card. I'm like, great. And then I don't hear from people that happens all the time, not, not, not a wonder. But then I got an invite to go down for their, actually their third anniversary. And it was down in Brandon, Florida. Actually, they, they just got the building before I got there. Like they were cleaning, putting the chairs in. It, it was almost like a flashback from when I went to Zimbabwe, Africa. When I went there and they were having this huge uh, conference and they're pouring the concrete for the platform as I roll up. And I'm like, seriously? And they like, as... As the conference moved along, it got, you know, more furnished up on the front. It was funny. But so I get, I get there, and the, the pastor picks me up, uh, Pastor Lydia and her son, Xavier. So I, it was just a, a good, good time. She testified about God healed her uh, 20 years ago from miscarriages. She had four miscarriages, and she said she was praying one night, and the Holy Spirit came on her like heat right from her from her from her diaphragm down and completely burned and, and completely healed her and she had two two healthy pregnancies after that never a problem and it, and it was the lord and i said to her i said have you ever i said have you ever prayed for anyone that miscarries or is having problems you know has barrenness and she said no i haven't thought of that i said well you need to do that so I'm leading you up into what's, gonna, what's about to happen because the Lord is so good in his timing 
And so she was like, no, I never thought of that. I should be praying. I said, you should be praying for everyone who's barren. Everyone. And so I get there the first night, and actually I got the whole day to just spend in my room. I went for one walk. It was so hot. It was like 90 and humid. I'm like, oh, man, thank God that's over. <laughs> Nothing was real close. I had to go across the street. And Anyway. But I got the whole day to spend with the Lord, and the Lord began to download some things to me. And, and just I asked for words, and I'd do what I usually did. But then he started doing weird things, like showing me pictures instead of just speaking to me and giving me conditions. And, like, giving me sensations, like my ear popped. And I had, you know, all of a sudden I saw dark glasses on someone, and I'm thinking, what's that? So I have to interpret. Now I'm doing interpretation from what the Lord's speaking to me. I'm like, what is this? And then I said, Lord, can I have some names? And I'm asking the Lord for names, and then he shows me Janet. He shows me your face, and then I got confused. I did. I got confused. I said, okay, is that a condition? Because the things you fought, you know, and you've got victory over from healing, right? Come on. You, there's the, right? Healing of cancer right there. And so I, I'm, I'm asking the Lord about this. I'm saying, God, what is this? Am I supposed to pray for for melanoma? Am I supposed to pray for basil? What am I supposed to do? And he said, didn't you ask for a name? I said, yes. So he gave me Janet. I said, okay. So I go in with a list. Like, I got a list on my phone of things I'm going to speak and say. And, and so I, I ministered that night. A powerful time. And then I just begin to release some of the things that the Lord gave me. And I said, is there anyone in here by the name of, of Janet? And I got this one girl, she's looking back and forth. And I knew it was her. So, you know, this isn't a, again, I'm going to get all on this after so I won't make comments in between because I'll get on a rabbit trail. But the Holy Spirit began to, she's looking all around. She goes, my, she raises her hand. I said, what's your name? She goes, Jeanette. I said, I think that's close enough. <laughs> Seems you're the only one in the room. And I had a word for her because the Lord gave me a name and a word. And so then I began, to, I began to give the word, which is about I see things clogged up in your life and the Lord wants to unclog some things and he wants to begin to bring forth things that you've been believing for, right? And that the Holy Spirit wants to birth in your life. I don't know anything. Come on, you know I'm sitting in a hotel room and the Lord's giving me this stuff. Not only that, it was the first time that they had ever come to the church. So... She's crying now. She's a mess. I'm thinking, well, I might have got that one right. <laughs> and so, so the Holy Spirit just begins to minister to her right there. And I see her husband. He's crying now. And then they come forward. And then Pastor Lydia had a word right away. She's barren. She had two miscarriages. So she goes. She begins to pray for her. Now, come on. We got a real mess up front. And she got really touched by the Holy Spirit. And uh, then we just began to do, you know, some other things. The Lord healed knees of, like, baker's cysts and, I mean, crazy stuff. And people, I had prayed for this guy that had chronic, chronic, I mean chronic back pain. Not just like your usual back aches, but chronic back pain, x-rays, all these things. I'm praying for him. You know what the cool thing is? I'm praying for him. He, got, he goes, I feel heat in my body. And I walk away. He says, lightning went boom, right through him. And then the Lord healed. He goes, I know I'm healed. He's like, could, I mean, his brother-in-law is laughing at him because he can touch his feet now. 
And it, it was, I didn't find it funny, but <laughs> my point being, the Lord just began to touch people one after another after another, and it was good. Come on, God is good, and he's successful. He's going he's gonna to use you if we're just obedient to what he says, no matter what crazy. And then, and then it's funny because Danny was talking about this last night about giving words of knowledge because I heard that pop. I'm in, I'm, I'm in the chair in the hotel room and I heard this pop and I call out this thing for the right ear and no one moves. And I'm like, I know that's a real one. And I said, okay, you're making me a false prophet right now. Someone in the room is making me a false prophet right now. And everyone laughs, but still no one comes out with it, right? Till the next day, Sunday morning, of course. And I said, I knew it. Anyway, and the Lord heals this lady's ear. She said, you, you threw me off because you went like this. And I said, yeah, it's my right ear. She goes, yeah. And I, I was thinking left, so I didn't respond. And I'm thinking, okay, but the Lord opened her ear. Come on, God's so good. But let me tell you the best thing about that word of knowledge and about the name. And I had another name, and I threw the name away because as I, as I saw it, I saw someone in the back, and I said, no, that's not the right name. I just said it in my, you know, the Lord spoke that to me. And began to minister to, to this young man. He was probably in his mid-20s. And just God's call on his life and all these things. But it, the Holy Spirit, just about this woman and her husband. Let me tell you what the most amazing thing was. And I explained this to the congregation. It wasn't about watching me bring words, right? It was the Lord. And the greatest thing is that the Lord wants to touch people. And he wants to connect with people. And that's the main deal. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, the healing's good, and we rejoice in the healing, but the main deal is that the Lord wants to touch and connect with people, and he wants them to come closer and draw closer to him. So I've got this guy, he's crying, and the pastor grabs me and says, you, you need to pray for him. I'm like, what's going on? And he had left church because he had got arrested trying to help someone. I don't know what the whole story is. But he left church years before because he was trying to help someone and something happened. And, and he got, I think he got locked up, not for a long time, but he got, you know, something weird happened. So he never went back to church. But that day, because the Lord read the mail, he's just a mess. And he just came to Christ, like, gloriously. And it made me wonder, right? You know, there were good meetings, I had a good time. Holy Spirit was there. But I left and I got on the plane and I felt like, God, what are you saying? He goes, what? He said, it's about the burning things that matter. And I said, what? He goes, what was the best thing that you saw? And aside from all the healing, come, and I'm not, come on, I'm not downplaying the healings, but what I've understood and I've heard from friends that have taught at some of the supernatural schools Come on, in Toronto, different places, that we've got a generation that's growing up. They're looking to move in the spirit. You're going to hear me now. I desired the gifts, and I, you hear, you've heard me from here preach about prophesying and going after the stuff. But here's where we get lost. If you go into a ministry school and you go, how many have led someone to Christ? And no one raised their hand. There's a problem. There's a problem. And so we can be as gifted as we want, but if we're not grabbing people and pulling them into the kingdom, there's something wrong. 
And so I felt like I left there going, okay, God, that was good. And I, and I don't listen. I don't despise anything that happened. Not one bit. And God touched people, and I was there to minister to the body. It was their anniversary. That's what my purpose was there. But then I left, like, what really burns in my heart? And if, if I thought about it, it goes back to the beginning. Because when I, when I got saved, I, got, I was off drugs. I was, I was totally radically changed. And the Lord asked me, he goes, how do you want to spend your life? How, I don't want to come in, like, under the bar. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't want to come into the kingdom and say, he says, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your inheritance, but you almost made it all. Not to say that you understand where I'm at. And so I feel like tonight, and this was the message to me today. What? No, I wasn't here when you preached. I was in Florida, remember? I'm just, my, my heart is this, is that we burn for the things that matter. I'm not saying that prophesying doesn't, is not, it's the kingdom. Listen, I believe that we need more signs, wonders, and miracles. Why? To bring in the harvest. And here's where I'm at with this, is I feel like once the burning coals of fire and presence is in the church, they'll come. Not because we judge people, because honestly, I don't want to be like every other church. I'm sorry, if you want to be like every other church, you're in the wrong place. This is not that place. I'm just, and I'm not going to apologize for it anymore because I feel like I'm trying to explain it to people and bring a, a conclusion to their hearts so that they feel okay. When really I feel like God's saying, go grab a city, go grab the town. Go grab wherever God's calling you to go, whatever city. It might be Manchester. It might be Portsmouth. I, I feel like there's an eye on Manchester right now, and that's just what I feel. I feel like the eye is on Kingston, but this is a base to train. And then we go and we move and we do stuff. So the Holy Spirit's doing some things where I just feel like I can't sit here. I don't want to just have prophesy to each other. It's good. Do you understand me? It's good, but God wants to bring the harvest. And if it doesn't end with a salvation, and I think that's what the most glorious thing was for me. Like this one guy, and he took my number, and he, you know, he's texting me right away. He said, I'll tell you when the baby comes. And he's like, I'm giving my life to Christ. I'm going to do everything I can to walk with Christ as, cl as close as I can. And if it just does that for one person in one meeting, then it's worth it to me. It, it could be tens of thousands. That's great. But I'll take the one. And I think the Lord rejoices, right? Doesn't he say he rejoices in the one? And so here's where I'm at. You know, it says this in Acts 13. It says that David, it, David had served a generation. He served his generation. And then he died. Meaning what? That he fulfilled everything that he was supposed to. And he fulfilled it. And that's all I want to do. Lord, let me fulfill. And that's all I want God to do in your life is to fulfill what he's called you to do for your generation. Because I feel like we miss the place we're going because we get stuck here. And I, <laughs> I could clear a building, right? <laughs> That's not my point. My point is we're supposed to gather together. We're supposed to have fellowship, the breaking of bread, and all these things that we're supposed to do, Book of Acts stuff, right? Gather together, train, one, train each other up. 
in the gifts. But if all we're doing is wanting to learn how to walk on water or prophesy and not bring it out into the harvest. See, it always comes back to me about winning souls and going into the harvest. Because, listen, I started watching this guy. <laughs> oh, man, he messed me up. It's TB Joshua. Ever see this guy? How many have heard of this guy? Nigerian. Oh, my goodness. I started watching these videos. I'm thinking, I don't even know anything. There's no authority on my life. I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, it's crazy. Because this guy's going into these places. He started, he just based the whole church on signs and wonders. Started with 10 people. Nigeria. And I don't, you know, I didn't know. I've been to Nigeria once. Was it Nigeria or Kenya? Kenya. I stopped through. Matende is from Kenya, right? So it wasn't Nigeria. But I, I, I just didn't know, like, what's going on. And this is a small church of, like, 10,000. Now, 10 to 10,000, that's not too bad. But the whole thing's based on what? Signs, wonders, and power. Why? To bring the harvest. Because I'm telling you right now, this is no joke. And I, I believe it's starting. In America, it will start. Listen, do you understand that we live in the greatest place of great awakening? Like, the South is Bible Belt. New England used to be Bible Belt. And I don't think we realize that. I, that just came to me. New England used to be the Bible Belt. New England's where revival started, and now it's like, tink, 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 tink. You're trying to chip through ice. Not here, and not a lot of places we go, and not a lot of people we talk to, but I know this, that God's wanting to bring us into this place where we do not, we do not stop. I'm telling you, that's the trumpet call tonight, is that we don't stop, we don't move back, we don't step back, but we move forward. And listen, we go after, we go after what God says. That is to move into signs and wonders. Let me tell you something. Ready? If you think about the book, about Luke at chapter 8, and I was, I was just meditating on this this afternoon, that if we look at the book, right, where Jairus is going, or Jesus is going to Jairus, right, going to raise the girl from the dead, going with him, right, and he runs into this woman with the issue of blood. Let's just forget about all the things you learned. Because I just want to look at this one point, and here it is. Peter... Jesus is saying, virtue went out from me. And there was thousands or whatever, how many thronging to get to him. And he looks at Peter and he says, virtue went out of me. Where did it go? I'm telling you, it's, it was. Here's the message that the Lord wants us to understand. God, the Lord, wants us as a church to understand we aren't hungry as the one that went and got touched. You understand what I'm saying? He's asking Peter, and it was really this. <laughs> Listen, the scripture may not say this, I'm reading between the lines. But I'm telling you, there's a clear message. 
it was almost, you could take it as an offense against the church, an offense against the apostles. Because the one woman, the unclean woman, went and received a touch. But where was everyone else's hunger? Are you hearing me? Where was the hunger of the apostles? Here's what happens. We get real familiar with even the Lord. We get so familiar with the Lord, we can't receive things because we're in such a motion of just follow and don't receive anymore. And I feel like the Lord's saying, I want you to position yourself for hunger once again. Elijah. Remember the story. I know I'm telling all the stories backwards tonight. It's okay. Elijah with his servant praying. Right? They just got through. You heard the story last night. They just got through. Prophets of Baal. Fire came. Hit the altar. Go. Done. Right? They soaked it with water. And then Elijah now says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And he goes up and he begins to pray. And he sends his servant, how many? Seven times. To look for what? A cloud. And what I'm telling you tonight is we have to be hungry for the little. I'm not saying we take scraps from the master's table, but I'm telling you this. When we become hungry for the little, there was a scripture that I had to download into this. Put it on my notes. Burn with what really matters, right? Proverbs 27.7 says this. Satis a satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb. But a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. I feel like there's something that the Lord wants to release on us, even tonight. That we're not satisfied with just, that we are satisfied with the, the bitter things. With the things that we don't think are the honeycomb. But I'm telling you, there's a whole church now that's just satisfied. We just sit there and we're satisfied with the little. And God wants to release the more. Loathes, loathes. Loathes the honeycomb. Loathes the, loathes the goodness of God. Loathes the things of heaven. Loathes the anointing. Because you're just satisfied. And listen, I'm not bashing anyone here tonight. I'm just telling you God wants to position us into a place where we don't loathe the sweet things. The things that are, are you hearing me? Are you? Because I feel like everyone's like, oh, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm telling you, there's something better. There's something greater. And it's right around the corner. And I know this seems to be my repetitive message. But that's okay. It can come 50 different ways. It's all in Scripture. And I started thinking about things that would happen when I was young. When I first came to the Lord. And going back to the right, the things you first love. Like, what did you think of when you first got saved? What did you think of 
when you first came to Christ. I don't know about you, but I would go in my Bible and I would read my Bible. This is, this is what I did. I ate this. I ate the Word. And I ate, the problem was I ate the book of Acts. And that's where my problem started. And I would say to my pastor, where is all this stuff? And when is it coming? Who's going to do it? And he said, you better stop praying for the sick, boy. And I did. But I'm telling you right now that the Holy Spirit is wanting to break that stuff out in our lives in such a way that we don't shrink back anymore. There's going to be a change and a shift. And so honestly, the trumpet call tonight is I want to reflect on all the good things that God has done. And I tend to be that guy that's never satisfied. That's not that I don't, I don't sit here and, and I don't get bummed out about, oh, God's not doing enough. I don't get upset. But when I know I serve a God that can do so much more than what we're seeing and what we're actually in, right? That there's a place that he wants to bring us to that will, will surround us with so many amazing things that he wants to pour out on the church. We're not behind, but we're moving forward into that. And I don't feel like we, we stepped outside of it, but I'm telling you, souls has something to do with it, and it's hot. And so I don't even, it, it, for me, it's not even if they land here. It's just a matter of going out and reaching, folks. And whatever that looks like, not on a not on a on a on a level that we have to have an event. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I want this place to be that place. Again, that there's just a hunger and a thirst, and that's what we'll pray for tonight. That Lord, you just bring and rekindle any place. Because I feel like, I feel like when, my, when I was first saved, right, even in the last 10 years, that always my focus was signs, wonders, miracles to bring people to Christ. And I think where I'm at with this is the Holy Spirit wants to bring us to a, to a place where people come in because they want to get touched. And honestly, guys, I want to see souls saved, but not at the, effect, at, the, at the need of proselyting them. If you're getting my message, it's this, that the presence of God will touch people in such a way that they'll have no other way to understand and know him because they were touched by him. And that's the only way. It's not by me causing someone to, you know, do the prayer card thing. Like, I don't want to script people. Do you understand what I'm saying? The script is good. It's okay. It's a tool. My point is this, that the fire and the presence of God is so strong on you, not on me. On you. On me too. But on the whole body. And not just here, every church. Come on. 
it's like we got to get past the things that cause us to stumble. And there's a lot of competitiveness and there's a lot of explanation that has to be done. And I, guess what? I'm not doing it anymore. I can't, I'm not going to compete. What am I competing against? Let's just look at one thing. We don't need to, I don't even need to explain the gospel, do I? To another church? Like, what's the gospel? What are you doing? I don't know. I'm having meetings. Well, what are you doing? Are you a church? I don't know. You can call me whatever you want. Yes, we're part of the greater church of Jesus Christ. Well, why do you do it that way? Why don't you do it Sunday morning? I don't know. I don't feel like it. I don't mean that. I do mean that with attitude a little. It's like, why... What made God, what made Sunday morning sanctified? I'm asking the question. I don't think any of you have an answer because Sunday morning is culture. That's all it is. Yeah, right? Like, like Danny said to me, I should be at Seaside Assembly on Sunday morning. That's at the beach. I don't mean that. You know what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying. All I'm saying is as, I, as we move forward, here's where we're going. With boldness. Come on, Danny talked about it last night. We're moving with boldness. Come on, I'm going to give an answer to anyone who asks a question that might not be saved because that's what Peter told me. But honestly, I feel like the days of explanation and what, you know, what we're doing here, I'm all set. Come on. So there doesn't need to be an explanation. And so the Holy Spirit's wanting to just, come on, burst, burst forth in his church. doesn't matter if it happens on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, Friday night. As a matter of fact, I prefer night meetings. The Holy Spirit's out at night. Come on, you know I'm teasing. Don't get so serious, Jason. I really feel, and this is where this is where I'm going to end tonight, that God wants to renew our renew our thinking in how we present things. I'm telling you, something about last night was leading me right into tonight. We're used to this, and God's wanting to do so much more. He's wanting to change how the whole church looks. If we're about to do that, then we better just get on the boat that's going that way. We can still have our meetings, right? We like this. But one meeting a week and teaching and training is good. But I feel like, Lord, you want to break stuff open. Because there's an apostolic well. And this is what I saw. I saw the Lord come, and there was, there was a well that was being released. We talked about this well not too long ago, didn't we? And the, the well being filled with the fire and the presence of God. I believe the Lord has an altar that he wants to release and open up. 
and he's standing there waiting for us to come. What is it? That we burn with what matters. And I'm going to ask you what matters in your heart right now. What does actually matter? Is it just coming to a building every week? Come on, I like it when you're all here. But is it just coming to a building and just doing church and we do it always the same? And we get, we get, we receive, and I know people need to receive and grow and mature. That's part of it. But I'm feeling like we get still so stuck in systems that God wants to bring us higher than that. And he wants us to look above that. And I, and I know this, that he doesn't want us to come in low underneath with a place that, right, with, that I said about David. David did everything. Elisha finished the plan. Elijah finished the plan and gave it to the, the baton to Elisha. And so that's all we want to do. That's where we want to be. That's what we want to see released. And the Lord's going to do that. And so we want to break out into more of what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And I honestly, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let, you know, I just feel like through the next few weeks, the Lord's going to open up and show us what the rest of the plan looks like. And we'll break out of the mold that we know as church. Because that's where I feel like we're supposed to go. Okay? Stand with me. reaching to heaven for ourselves because what really matters is that transformation matters souls winning souls for Christ that matters but seeing lives transformed we want to operate out of the gifts we want to do all that stuff I'm not throwing that out the door I'll never do that I just believe for a strong, a better, a greater strength in the supernatural to bring in the harvest. And I'm telling you, I was watching this guy, and he was operating, that guy, TB Joshua. And I'm telling you, it was ugly. They got demons coming out of people right on film, one after another one after another cripples being pulled out and I'm saying this because when I went down to Florida I think every person I prayed for got healed not because of me it's because of the Holy Spirit come on all I'm doing is being obedient but I think every person got touched and healed that's not boasting boasting in Christ and if you take that as me being boastful let's take it one of those <laughs> but I'm telling you I was watching this man and he was walking and he's just doing this he's just doing this and people are getting healed just like that just boom 
Boom. Boom. Not, Father, will you heal them? Please heal them. Please heal them. No, it was, be healed. It wasn't even gentle. It was like, when, when, when? And I'm telling you, there was 100,000 people at this crusade. And I'm watching cripples just coming out of wheelchairs, people taking off their masks, breathing. And I'm saying, God, do I even, I'm like, do I even know you? But the problem is we don't, we don't cultivate a culture for that, especially in the West. We, we cultivate a, a, a culture that's based on giftings. And I'm not saying the guy's not gifted. Come on. But he's walking in Jesus. Like, it's like this. Like, Jesus walking inside of him because that's what I saw. And I saw Jesus. And then, bam. Bam. And that's it. And I'm telling you, pulling, it wasn't just one. It was like one wheelchair two wheelchairs and then they're walking like they start like Frankenstein but then they're going then they're going and it's not about me watching another YouTube video and I'm on this kick I'm telling you right now this is what we want we need in America America's lost American church is lost And I don't even know that I have the answer, but he does. Jesus definitely has the answer. And he just wants to come and visit the church in such a way that he's just going to break us into something new and burn for what really matters. Because it says in Acts 10.38, what he went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. He was anointed to do that. And we're anointed to be life coaches. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just came out. You are anointed to do that. I'm sorry. It just came out, Mark. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? But you, but you pray for the sick and they're healed, so that doesn't count. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mark, I love you. Point being, everyone in this room is called to raise the dead. Everyone in this room is called to heal the sick. Everyone in this room. And God will do it if we get our eyes focused and on the burning thing the very thing that burns within us to move us towards him, to move us towards him. He's the burning man. And I'm telling you, when the burning man gets inside of you and gets inside of me in the way that he wants to, then everything will change in your life. But I'm telling you, it's so true. I feel like the further we get away from the first love and what we know and what we know God called us to do, then we get real comfortable So, Father, we just thank you. Lord, I pray everyone in this room begins to burn with what matters to you, Father. 
the very thing that matters to you, Father. We're asking for the burning heart, burning hearts to release in New England, to release all over the earth. You've called some people in this room to be all over the planet. And so, Father, let the burning heart of Jesus come into us, Lord, so that we don't hinder what you're doing anymore, but we move into those places, and we begin to step into those places, and we begin to see you move in ways we've not seen you move in the past. And we thank you for every healing that's happened in this house. We thank you for every deliverance that's happened in this house. We thank you for every deliverance that's happened outside this place and in the streets and as we travel and do ministry and all the different people that are involved. We thank you. We don't belittle it. But Lord, we know there's a lot more. There's so much more with you, God. So Father, just release the fire of heaven in this place tonight. Lord, release it on people in ways that you haven't before. I pray that we leave transformed and not just another nice hype meeting. And Lord, we curse anything that's not of you in this place. Every sickness, every ailment, in Jesus' name, just heal it now. In Jesus' name. And we thank you for the fullness of God in every person in this place. Lord, let out of the belly flow the living water now, every day, every single day. Not in a short portion, but in every day. Every day moving. So Lord, let it burn everything that matters. Lord, you're the king. You're the king. You're the king. You're the king. So we just thank you tonight. We thank you for a new year, a new season. We thank you for the trumpet call that says, burn. Burn with what matters. Burn, burn, burn with what matters. Just burn, burn with what matters. Father, we thank you that you're going to do that. We thank you that you're going to increase us into places And Lord, just let that well go. Let it flow. Let it flow. We want the well. We want the well that we see by the Spirit. We want that well.
Really the best thing you're just going to ask him for? Lord, what's the burning desire for my life? What's the burning desire you put in my life? That's what I want. I want that burning desire. 